Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Even If podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lowe, and it is great to be back here with you again today. Y'all, as you know, usually whenever I start an episode, the first thing I do is introduce you to my sidekick, Jamie. Last week, when Jamie wasn't with us and Meredith was on the show, I didn't ever say where Jamie was. I just said she wasn't with us. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. She was out sick last week. And as it turns out, for the second week in a row, Due to literally no fault of her own, she is not here with us today. This week, we had a bit of a technology glitch, and because of our schedules, there was no way for us to coordinate a time for both of us to record this episode and get it ready to go for Tuesday. And so unfortunately, y'all, it is just me today. When we have things like this that happen that you know, interrupt our flow, interrupt our daily schedule, or interrupt our plans as this did, I think we have to decide what we're going to do with it. Are we going to just give up and not do an episode or not do whatever it was we were doing? Or are we going to find a way to still make it happen and keep pressing in and pressing on and, and doing it? And, you know, I just decided to not let the enemy have his way in this. So I'm trusting that Despite this cold that I'm getting rid of, and y'all forgive me if my voice doesn't sound exactly like it usually does, but whatever God holds for this, that's where I want to be. And besides, today's story is too amazing. So without further ado, let's get to it. Today's story touched me in a lot of ways for many reasons you're about to witness. But beyond the facts of the story, I was reminded that Even though kids in this day and age get a bad rap for being addicted to TikTok and Reels and video games, y'all, there are incredible kids in this world, and they are the hope of this next generation. So kudos to all of you mom and dads out there that are raising your kids in a godly and upright way, in truth and in love. I know that that takes effort, and I know that it takes a lot of intentionality. But I just want you to know that it will not return void. You keep hanging in there because today's story reminds me there are some amazing, incredible kids out there, and this is one of them. Today, my friends, I'd like to introduce you to Quaid. Quaid is a tall, lanky 15-year-old, and you know, he's like a lot of kids I know, He's active in all sorts of things, but he has a fondness for drag racing and hanging at the lake and learning how to weld. And like a lot of kids, Koi doesn't just particularly love school, but he hangs in there for the extracurricular stuff. Um, And I got to tell you, that reminded me that when one of my children was in elementary school, I'd ask him every day, what was your favorite part of school today? And inevitably, without fail, he would say... P.E. and lunch. (laughs) Yeah, it it was never English or history or it was never, you know, it was never that. It was always P.E. and lunch. So he, Quaid, just like my child, is all about the other stuff that you get to do in school, you know. But more importantly, Quaid loves Jesus. Y'all, that is one thing I know for sure without a shadow of a doubt. When I was, when I was interviewing him and his family for this story, His grandmama told me that when he was little, he'd take the microphone from the karaoke machine and in the house, he would sing praise and worship songs like at the top of his lungs. 
this kid is dear. He's genuine and kind, and he has a big, huge heart for Jesus. So much so that in the summer of 2022, when he qualified for world finals in drag car racing, um, yeah, hello, by the way, he qualified for world finals in drag car racing. I think that's amazing in and of itself. But anyways, that summer when he qualified for world finals, he painted Pray for Maylee on top of his car in support of a family friend who was fighting brain cancer. His mom also had bright pink Pray for Maylee t-shirts that they wore. This is just the sweetest family, y'all. There's something else about Quaid, something that if it doesn't happen, who knows how the rest of this story turns out. You see, that summer, his parents moved him and his siblings to a new school in a small rural town. Now, I want you to picture this with me. And many of us have been there. You're a freshman in high school. But not only is this your first year in high school, this is your first year at this school because you have just moved there. And I don't know how many of you have ever been the new kid in school, but y'all, I can so totally relate. We moved around a lot in my early years, and I can speak from experience that being the new kid is not always fun. You're trying to figure it all out. There's the whole figuring out teachers and school and social dynamics, and you're trying to make friends. And y'all, it is a lot. But fortunately, that fall, Quaid had made a friend, and his name is Andy. Quaid and Andy have a lot in common. And one of them is that they're both in ag class. Now, I'm not sure if they offer ag classes where you live, but ag is short for agriculture, and it's basically a program that teaches kids about ranching. They educate students about agriculture, food, and natural resources, and they learn about animals. They show animals. It's it's a really cool program if you're not familiar with it. So on a crisp October morning, Quaid rolls out of bed. He throws on a t-shirt, and he heads to school. Later that day, his teacher had taken them to the ag barn where all of the animals were kept, and he was on that day teaching them how to castrate a pig. Okay, y'all, sidebar for just a second, okay? I googled videos of how to castrate a pig just to get an idea of what was happening this, on this particular day, and you can do that too, but fair warning, For those of you who are not of the ag and ranching life, it might be a little hard to watch baby piglets get their marbles removed. So I'm just saying that you have been warned. It's a very simple, it's not painless, but it's a very simple procedure. You don't have to put the animal under anesthesia to do this. It's easier on the animal to not put them under anesthesia. So most ranchers don't. Anyways, that day they had castrated several pigs and they were down to the last pig. He was a little bigger than the rest of them, so he was a little harder to hold down. For this particular pig, Quaid was near the head of the pig, and he was in charge of getting, giving the pig antibiotics and such. Quaid's friend Andy had the pig between his legs and was holding the pig's feet down. So just imagine he's kind of squatting down, and the pig is between his legs, and Andy, with two hands, is holding the pig's feet. Okay, so just kind of put your hands between your legs, like in a fist by your knees, and that's where he was. Okay, when the person doing the castration made the cut, the pig's foot slipped, knocked the scalpel out of their hand, 
and the knife punctured Andy's wrist. At first, someone said, hey, Andy, the scalpel nicked you. But as it turned out, it was not just a nick, y'all. The scalpel had punctured a major artery in Andy's wrist. Quaid told me that within three seconds, there was blood everywhere, and it was quite literally squirting out of his wrist. Without hesitating, Quaid springs into action. He tears off his shirt, and he makes a tourniquet at the top of his arm and squeezes it as tight as he can, while one of the other students took his own shirt, held it over the wound, and tries to stifle the bleeding. Now, the Agbarn was about a five-minute drive from the school. They make the decision to get Andy back to the school as quickly as possible, thinking he needs to see the nurse. The ag teacher, meanwhile, is calling 911, while Quaid and his classmates called Andy's mom and the school nurse. They rushed him back to the school, where an ambulance arrived minutes later. Now, to be fair, I'm not sure why they left the ag barn and didn't just wait for the medics to arrive there or didn't have the nurse come to them. But, you know, when you're in a situation like this, everyone's just doing the best they can and they're making split-second decisions. And I think in the initial melee, they thought it was just something the nurse needed to attend to. And they were doing what they thought best to help Andy, right? So let's not overthink or judge them there, okay? But once back at the school, they get Andy out of the truck. And because of the enormous amount of blood loss, he passes out in the grass on the front lawn of the school. Y'all, things are dire here. Within four minutes of arriving at the school, medics arrive and whisk him away to the ER. Because of the quick thinking of Quaid and his classmate making a tourniquet and putting pressure on his wrist, Andy miraculously survived. He ended up needing surgery to repair the wound. And to be honest, healing has been slower than he hoped. However, I think when you come that close to death, slow healing is way better than the alternative. In the ambulance, the medic told Andy the shirt was made of the perfect material or a tourniquet because it was stretchy. That shirt, it was none other than the bright pink Pray for Maylee t-shirt that Quaid's mom had made earlier that year. The medics also told him he was lucky to be alive because of the severity of his injury. Without that tourniquet and pressure being applied to his wound, he would have bled to death within minutes. You know, it was at this point in my conversation with Quaid that I was left speechless. And that takes a lot for me, y'all. You see, Quaid had not ever been taught how to make a tourniquet. And until the nurse at the school called the t-shirt on Andy's arm a tourniquet, he had never heard the word. He told me, and I quote, I don't know if I had just seen it on TV or somewhere. I just know that in that moment, I was given the knowledge of what I needed to do it. Y'all, this kid. When I spoke to Quaid and I interviewed him, y'all, there was just something about this kid that was unmistakably humble and gentle and kind. This story just spoke to me in a lot of ways and brought to light three things that I think are worth sharing before we wrap up today. The first one is, y'all, God is in the details. I never want to stop noticing where God's details 
show up. In fact, one of the prayers I have over myself and my family is that we never stop realizing where God did the very littlest things that made the biggest difference. Y'all, he was wearing the right shirt, a stretchy shirt, and he told me he had never worn that shirt to school before that day. But before that, his mom chose the fabric of that t-shirt. And y'all, God knew way back that this was going to happen to Andy, and he knew that shirt needed to be made of a particular material, and he allowed Quaid to wake up that morning and go, you know, I think I'm going to wear that pink shirt today. And he told me, he was like, you know, it's pink. I don't typically wear pink shirts to school. So whenever we see something that's happened, I think it is important for us to look at it and go, wow, God is always in the details. And that, to me, just ah, just blows my mind. And I love that God is always in the details of our lives. My second, even if takeaway here today, is that age is not a requisite for serving God. I love that 1 Timothy 4.12 tells us, Do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. And y'all, that is what Quaid did. He was young, but that did not stop him from moving and acting on the authority that God had placed in him. He showed up that day for his friend and literally saved the guy's life. That is Christ at work in us. There's a passage, and oh my goodness, I'm just thinking about this, but there's a passage that says that God will bring to mind things that we don't remember. And the Holy Spirit has the ability to show us things that we had forgotten in the past. So did he have education on making a tourniquet? No, he did not. But did God bring to mind what he needed to do in that moment? Yes, he did. And the reason why he's able to help his friend that day is because age is not a requisite. There is no predetermined age that says, well, you can't save somebody's life until you're 35. No. And I think that there's a tendency in us as believers that we think that we aren't old enough to do something or we don't have the experience needed to be effective at something. And and y'all, I'm just going to tell y'all that that's bold. You know, that's, that's not true. What I know is that if God has placed something before you, that is an action that he is calling you to do, go do it. There is no age requirement for you to serve God. The third thing and final is that we have the living God inside us full of power and authority from heaven. We are called to live this out with the spirit guiding us. And just like Quaid was a vessel God used that day, he also wants to use us as his vessels. We are called to live powerful, fruit-bearing lives. And y'all, today's story is just the perfect example of that. I want to thank you guys for joining us today. I also want to thank Quaid and Andy for allowing me to share this story. I am so just amazed at the, the kids that are growing up in this world. Our future is bright. When I was talking to Quaid toward the end of the conversation, 
I said to him, Quaid, we need more people like you in this world. And I think that that, I think that that rings true. We need more people in this world that are willing to step up and take action when we see a need, when we see injustice, when we see discrimination or racism or anything that hurts God's heart. When we are called to action, we need more people like Quaid who do it without hesitation. I want to thank you for joining me and bearing with me as I'm getting over this cold. And I hope all of your presents are wrapped and not stashed in a closet like mine are right now. And that you are enjoying this holiday season. And hey, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, wherever you're listening, if you're on Spotify or you're on Apple, go ahead and click that follow button so you never miss an episode. We also have a Facebook page and we have an Instagram. We're at Even If Pod. I'm over on Be Real at Christy Lowe. You can find me there. I love Be Real. If you're not on Be Real, go get on it. It's a lot of fun. And we'd love to just hear what you have to say about Quaid. And if you have an even if takeaway, I would love it. Just go ahead and email me. My email address is info at evenifpodcast.com. And as we close out today, I just want to tell y'all that I have such an affection for you. And I do hope that you know that I love meeting you here each Tuesday. So thank you again for joining us today. And good Lord willing, we will see you next week. 